Good morning, faithful listener. You are listening to the Bible Explained podcast, where the Bible gets explained. So grab your cup of coffee and stay tuned as we read through the book of John. Happy Thursday, friends and faithful listeners. This is Jen with the Bible Explained podcast, bringing you another episode out of the book of John this morning. So grab your cup of coffee or your cup of tea, whatever you feel like drinking. I am uh, actually on a tea kick recently, ever since I got my little electric kettle, because now I don't have to like heat the water up on the stove. And I'm telling you, like, maybe that's the reason I never really liked tea before is because I would either... I'd have to like wait forever heating it up on the stove or I'd put the cup with the water like in the microwave and it just never tasted very good. I don't know. It would always get cold really fast and stuff. So now that I have my electric kettle, I've been drinking a lot more tea, shockingly. I've been switching from coffee earlier to tea earlier. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now I'm uh, I'm... I am drinking tea more often. And I have to say that one of the listeners of the podcast gave me some jasmine tea a while back. Her name is Tammy. So hi, Tammy. And at first, when I made my initial uh, judgment of the tea, I said it tasted like watery grass water. (laughs) And I kind of like it now. I got to say, I actually kind of enjoy it. So yeah, I've been drinking the jasmine tea that I got. And I've also been switching to... um, like a lemon ginger tea for a non-caffeinated one. And that's what I've been drinking recently. But if this continues, I don't know if it will, because I have gotten into tea kicks in the past and uh, always ended up switching back to coffee and basically just drinking coffee the entire day. So now I'm trying tea again. And we'll see how long this lasts. So contact me and tell me what your favorite tea is. You'll find my information in the bio of the podcast episode. But let's go ahead and read John chapter 1, verses 19 through 28. But before you do that, subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening from. Rate it five stars and write a little review. That will help more people find the podcast. But anyway, let's go ahead and read John 1, 19 through 28. I'll be reading out the W.E.B. as always. This is John's testimony when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He declared and didn't deny, but he declared, I am not the Christ. They asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, No. They said therefore to him, Who are you? Give us an answer to take back to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. Isaiah 40, verse 3. As Isaiah the prophet said, The ones who had been sent were from the Pharisees, and they asked him, Why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you don't know. He is the one who comes after me, who is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loosen. These things were done in Bethany beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. When I read this initially, I was a little interested in verse 21 specifically, where the Pharisees asked John the Baptist, are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. And so that kind of brought me to the question 
of why does John the Baptist say that he is not Elijah if Jesus himself says that John the Baptist is in fact Elijah? (laughs) So I'm going to talk about that question today, but let's talk about verse 19 first. It says, this is John's testimony. In other words, John the Baptist, when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, who are you? And he declared and didn't deny it, but he declared, I am not the Christ. So basically, John the Baptist came right out and said it. He's like, look, I'm not the I'm not the Messiah. That's not me. I'm not the guy you're looking for. I am not the Messiah. And so these Pharisees who came to ask John the Baptist all these questions, which, by the way, the reason they came to ask John the Baptist questions was because John the Baptist's ministry was really spreading. Like he was a very famous guy in his time period. He's really weird. He was really crazy, kind of weird. He ate like locusts and honey and he wore like animal skins and he lived out in the wilderness. So he's like this kind of this in my mind, I can imagine he's like this crazy survivalist dude is sort of what it sounds like to me who just lives out in the wilderness and preaches and teaches. He didn't live the ordinary lifestyle of the people in this time period. And even eating locusts and honey, from my understanding of that, was kind of out of the norm. Even though according to Jewish law, you could totally eat locusts. But I would guess the majority of people probably just ate meat because (laughs) if you're going to choose between locusts and meat why would you choose locusts like (laughs) i'm sorry i don't understand that i'm a meat eater I, i am not a vegetarian i am a meat lover and a meat eater and so there's no way i'm eating bugs before i eat meat but john the baptist his preferred choice of food was locusts and maybe that's because he was like a survivalist sort of like bear grills kind of guy that like lived out in the wilderness and probably locusts were all over the place so he caught them every morning and he fried up his locusts and he ate them with wild honey so yeah he was kind of an out of the ordinary dude and because of this i would guess that a lot of people did want to go see him went to go hear what he had to say we know that he was a very blunt person also who was not afraid to ruffle some feathers he was not scared to do that he was constantly preaching about sin He was constantly preaching about how the Pharisees were like a brood of vipers. And he was kind of just preparing people to hear about Jesus. He was preparing them for Jesus's upcoming ministry. And we don't know how long John the Baptist's ministry went on before Jesus, but I would guess it was some time because he he had quite a huge following after John the Baptist went to prison for his uh, speeches that he would give. Because people didn't like them very much, or at least uh, people with authority didn't like them very much. After he went to prison for all that, Jesus actually took over John the Baptist's ministry and continued to preach the same things that John the Baptist preached. He, he preached to people, turn from your wickedness, turn from your sins, because the kingdom of God is here. But before Jesus started his ministry, John the Baptist was paving the way, setting people's hearts right and gained a huge following, and uh, people were just going out to the wilderness to listen to John the Baptist preach. And he also started baptizing people. Now, John the Baptist did not actually invent baptism, which a lot of people actually think, but no, he did not invent it. It was already invented. And we see that because the Pharisees knew what it was. They, they asked him in verse 25, why then do you baptize if you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? So they're like, who are you to baptize then? 
So they knew what baptism was. They were quite familiar with the concept. And baptism was something that was done to actually Jewish converts. So Jewish converts would be baptized, but Jewish people didn't need to be baptized. And so John the Baptist was baptizing Jewish people. (laughs) And why this was so unheard of was because Jewish people back in these days and actually even still today, believe that their heritage is actually what saves them. And John the Baptist was super against that. He was like, no, it is not your heritage that saves you. In fact, God can like raise up children from these stones on the ground if he wanted to. There's a verse actually where John the Baptist says that. He's like, your heritage just doesn't matter. Like God can raise up any child he wants from anything he wants. What's going to save you is you uh, repenting from your sins and returning to God. And so John the Baptist was very, very big about that. And he was extremely against the belief system that um, a person's heritage or ancestry or whatever Jewish ancestry is what saved them. He was extremely against that. And he said, no, that is not what saves you. And unfortunately, even to this day, that is what Orthodox Jews believe. They believe that um, their their heritage is, in fact, what saves them. They are lucky if they're born into a Jewish family, but that's not um, that's not what saves them. And so John the Baptist started <laughs> baptizing Jewish people, which I'm going to guess at this time period was extremely offensive because they believed they were already saved. Why would they need to be baptized? And so this the baptism was for sinners. Baptism was for Gentiles that wanted to become Jewish people, that wanted to become saved. Baptism wasn't for Jewish people. So yeah, these Pharisees are coming up to John the Baptist and they're like, how dare you baptize? You're not the Christ. You're not Elijah. You're not the prophet. So how dare you baptize, basically? And so John answers them. He says, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you don't know. He is the one who will come after me. He is preferred before me. He's saying, Jesus is the one that comes after me, but yet comes before me. He is the preferred one over me. So the amount of humility that John the Baptist had, the amount of just how spirit filled he was is just absolutely incredible. So this brings me back to is John the Baptist a reincarnation, I guess, of Elijah? And the answer to that is absolutely not. Because firstly, (laughs) Elijah didn't die. If you read the story in the Old Testament, he was actually swooped up into heaven on a chariot of fire and horses. He did not die. So there's no reincarnation of Elijah. (laughs) However, if you go back and read that story of when Elijah was swooped up into heaven on the chariot, you're going to notice that there was another prophet there with him who was named Elisha. And Elisha actually asked Elijah, he said, when you go up into heaven, I want to receive double the spirit that has been placed on you. And Elijah's like, okay, Elisha, you, you'll receive that gift if you see me get swooped up into heaven, basically. But if you don't end up seeing it, if God like closes your eyes to it, then you're not going to receive double my spirit. Now, of course, Elisha ends up seeing Elijah get carried up into heaven and he ends up receiving that spirit 
that Elijah had. And Elisha ends up receiving it double fold of what Elijah had. And clearly, very clearly, John the Baptist had this same spirit because Elisha had Elijah's spirit placed on him. And now John the Baptist has it. And of course, Elijah's spirit is just the Holy Spirit. And we know that John the Baptist was filled with the Holy Spirit at such a young age as like a baby in the womb, basically, when he's like leaping for joy at hearing Mary's voice in his mother's womb. So we know that Elijah was was filled with the spirit from a very, very young age, even as a fetus, basically. And so <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I mean, we know that John the Baptist had Elijah's spirit. In other words, he had the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was placed on him. And so when Jesus says that John the Baptist is Elijah, Jesus is not saying that John the Baptist is a reincarnation of Elijah. That doesn't make any sense. And that's not biblical at all, by the way. But he is saying that he has the same spirit that Elijah had. And really, when you look at this and you see who John the Baptist is and how unafraid he really was through a lot of his life and very humble, very humble man. Absolutely. He was filled with the Holy Spirit for sure. And Jesus makes that very clear as well. Now, you might ask, Jen, why did the Pharisees come up and ask John the Baptist if he was Elijah? If you look in the book of Malachi, Malachi was another great prophet. Malachi predicts that Elijah would come before Jesus, basically, before the day of the Lord. And this is also why, uh, fun fact and totally not related-ish, that in the end times, you'll see that two prophets are supposed to arrive. A lot of people do believe that one of those prophets is going to be Elijah. Fun fact. But that's not exactly related. But anyway, because of what Malachi predicted, or rather prophesied about Jesus, that Elijah would come first, meaning Elijah's spirit, meaning the Holy Spirit. That is why the Pharisees of the time period asked John the Baptist if he was Elijah. But John the Baptist was like, I am not. I am the one that is crying out in the wilderness, saying, prepare the way of the Lord. And if you actually look at the two prophets, Elijah and Elisha, which we will talk about, I've, I've never gone into depth about them in the podcast yet. But once we get into Second Kings, we'll talk about them. But Elijah was almost like the one going before Elisha. Because when you look at the two prophets, you kind of see that Elijah, even though he was powerful and he did so many fantastic miracles and everything, Elisha was like so much more. <laughs> and I almost feel like those two prophets, Elijah and Elisha, and their names are so similar. But those two prophets were almost like a foreshadowing of John the Baptist and Jesus. John the Baptist was a great man. He was the guy that baptized people. But Jesus was God. Jesus was so much more than John the Baptist. And he baptized people with fire, basically, with the Holy Spirit. So once again, that's a really interesting way where the Old Testament and the New Testament really line up with Elijah and Elisha in the Old Testament and John the Baptist and Jesus in the New Testament. But to conclude here in verse 27, John is so humble. He says, he is the one who comes after me. He's talking about Jesus, who is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loosen. So what John the Baptist is saying here is that, look, I'm not even 
I, I am not even worthy to stoop down and untie his shoes for him. Which would be like a servant kind of position, right? And John the Baptist says, I'm not even worthy to be his servant. Very humble person, just really, really was focused on one thing, which was spreading the gospel and preparing the people of that time period to hear the miraculous news of Jesus. Well, guys, I hope you really enjoyed this episode and check out all the links in the description of this podcast episode. You're going to find all the different ways that you can uh, check out P40 Ministries, get some free stuff. I'm still giving away two free chapters of my book out of the mire to anybody who subscribes to the email list on p40ministries.com. So yeah, go over to the website and uh, subscribe. You're going to get two free chapters of Out of the Mire in your inbox. Friends and faithful listeners, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning for an episode out of Deuteronomy. But until then, happy listening and God bless. <laughs>